Hello, family and friends. I'm honored here for day five. This is going to be our last day because Pastor and I are getting hungry, so uh, we're going to grab something to eat here shortly. But, man, it's been such an honor, Pastor, to have you. Thank you so much. You know, one of the great blessings of Christianity is God just will continue to give you more Christian friends all the time and people in the ministry. And, you know, it's such a great blessing when you have people that love Jesus to hang out with. And Mm -hmm. so thank you, Pastor in the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you for coming, and it's been quite a blessing. And So I'm just going to kick it over to you for your last day, and whatever the Holy Spirit has in your heart, I'm going to give it to you, Pastor. Well, praise the Lord. It's been an honor and a privilege to be with you, Greg, and I appreciate the opportunity. And I know God's going to do great things in these podcasts and all the things you're doing. It's just going to just be ready for great, great things that God's going to do. I believe in it so much, and I appreciate the time. I want to go into Jeremiah chapter 3 a little bit, kind of wrap up everything. As I said in the beginning, you know, I grew up as a pastor's kid, and I never, never did not, never did hate church. I've always kind of enjoyed it, mm-hmm. but I realized I had to be intentional about getting something out of church, Come making on. my choice for Christ, yep. uh, realizing I had needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we were sharing earlier about Teen Challenge, and so we would have Teen Challenge, we would have Victory Outreach come bring their ex-drug addicts, ex-alcoholics, ex-murderers, ex-convicts come to the church and and they would be baptized in the baptistry of our church. So we would see that several times a year and would hear their testimonies of what the, the, the crazy things they did in their lives and the, the pain they caused to people and themselves and how God just miraculously saved them and changed their lives. And I grew up in church thinking, I don't have that testimony. I, I've got a boring testimony. I've been in church all my life, Praise you know. God. And like I said, when I, I got arrested at 10 years yeah. old for throwing rocks at a house. <laughs> you know, come on. But, you know, that was the gist of it. But I realized that I needed Christ just like anybody else would because the religious spirit or the spirit of religion or the spirit of self-righteousness where you think I'm okay, yep. I'm doing good, I'm not doing bad to anybody, you know, the Boy Scout mentality, you know, I'm just going to do good and help my neighbors or whatever. Yeah. No, you've got to make a choice for Christ. Yep. You've got to make a choice for Jesus. And so that's so important because God has such a huge plan for each individual life. Yeah. No matter when you meet him, no matter when you start, it's going to be an abundant life, according to John chapter 10 and 10. Literally, it says he's, he's given you a life that's going to overflow. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 10 says he's ordained steps for you to walk in a good life. So God has a plan for us. So as we choose life, we're going to start to see the manifestation of God's word and promises in our lives. We're going to see God in our in our walk, and that's what we want everyone to, to experience. So uh, in Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15, it says, God says to the, the children of Israel, says, I'm going to give you pastors or shepherds according to my heart which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. I realized when I went into ministry as a pastor, I thought God was giving me people, and I realized he was giving me two people, Mm -hmm. okay? I had to change my attitude and my perspective. I thought the people were coming for me, but literally he was sending me to them, Mm -hmm. and my assignment and my perspective changed, my attitude changed, that it was there to feed them, and God was going to equip me with his heart he was going to equip me with the, the knowledge and the understanding to share. And here's what happens in verse 16. And it shall come to pass when you are multiplied. So it's been my heart's desire to see people multiplied, people increased. And it says, increase in the land and in those days, saith the Lord, and they shall say no more. The ark of the covenant of the Lord, neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they 
visit it, neither shall it be done anymore. In other words, God's saying, they're not going to say, oh, if we would go to this place or we go to that place or, oh, uh, something had happened great or maybe it's, a, it's, it's the wrong time. No, we're going to be taught in the word of the Lord. And it says, and it shall come to pass, they shall call on the name of the Lord. And they're going to know that God is with them. They're going to have that inward witness of the Lord Jesus Christ in their life. And so as we began to minister that, and I began to walk in that for myself, because yeah. again, I thought, I'm just going to get a job. I'm going to make money. I'm going to tithe to my church, my dad's church, but that's what he wanted all his, his five boys and his daughter to do, get good jobs and tithe to the church. He never pushed us to go into ministry, not one of us. Now, my mom, on the other hand, she was pushing the Bible, signing me up for Bible lessons and doing this and doing that. But my dad was, no, you know, just you know, live your life, do what you're going to do. And, when, and he would, we had talks with him in the last latter part of his life, and he began to share. We said, Dad, why didn't you push us into ministry? And he said, no, I wanted you to, to get good jobs. You all went to college. My family, everyone in my family is college educated. One, I have, there's two doctors in my family, okay? Not medical doctors, but doctors right, of theology, right, right. philosophy. And, and so we're educated, good jobs. But guess what? There's three full-time ministers in my, my family. And my dad never pushed us. He says, I want you to get good jobs and tithe. Yeah. So, you know, I had the mentality, yeah, I'm going to get a good job. I'm going to tithe. Or I had a dream to be a basketball coach, maybe do college coaching. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, go to church, yeah. do the worship team, whatever. Right. Live a good life. Right, right. right. But there was more. Yeah. There's always more. Yeah. There's more for us God has, not just to experience, but to give. Yes. It's to give. I love the phrase that was made. I think I heard Jerry Sogal say it. I live to give. And I give to live. You know, that's what we're here for. We're here. If we don't give, I, I love, uh, you know, there used to be a, a bumper sticker said, he who has the most toys at the ends wins. And I remember that years ago, and the Lord said, no, that's not it. It's he who gives away the most toys at the Come end wins. On. How much can you give of yourself, yes. of your time, your love, your experience, and your knowledge of God and his word? And I teach people this all the time. If you've been blessed by God, if you've been healed, you've been delivered and set free, anything, there's a residue of that in your life that you can share with somebody. Yep. Share with somebody and impact their life. So God gave me to people to, to help them, to teach them, feed them with knowledge and understanding that they're going to multiply and they're going to increase and they're going to know God's with them. They're not going to have to say, I have to go get a religious man. I have to go to a certain church. No, God's going to be right there. Now, connecting yourself to church is so vital and important because that pastor that feeds that wisdom and understanding to you to grow. Yep. So the next verse that I want to talk about is Luke chapter 4, verse 18. Because in Luke chapter 4, verse 18, that's when we, we were going to begin the ministry that God put that in my heart. He said, I want you to memorize Luke 4, 18 and 19. Put it on three by five cards. I said, okay, Lord. And so I was a Bible memorizer, and I love to do that. I would win the Bible contest in Sunday school. I won tickets to Disneyland by finding the verses the fastest. Wow. You know, <laughs> I had developed my own pattern. I knew Psalms was in the middle of the book, and if it was Old Testament, I'm going left. If it's New Testament, I'm going right. And, you know, I could find it. And so we had contests in Sunday school. Whoever finds the scripture the fastest stands up and reads it. You get to go to Disneyland at the end of the, of the, the session, the semester, right? Nice. So I did that. and I, But I didn't realize that God had put a love for his word in me all along. I thought, that was just cool. I'm competitive. Yeah. I want to go to Disneyland. Yeah. No. Yeah. All along the way, the plan of God was being fulfilled. Yeah. So when I got to the age of uh, 26 years old and start church and ministry, I'd already been ordained now at, at 27 years old. I was ordained into ministry. 
But I've been in ministry since I was 20, since I answered that mm-hmm. call. Hey, you want to be in this Christian gospel band? Right. You want to teach Sunday school to fifth graders? Yeah, right. sure. Right. That's how we started right there. Yeah. And if you're working in the ministry, cleaning the church, cleaning the toilets, children's ministry, doesn't matter. It's all ministry. Come on. And it all takes anointing. Yeah. And it all takes the strength of God, not just on your own. And so Luke 4.18 was a, was a breakout scripture for me. It helped me not only pursue ministry, what God wanted, but actually help formulate a church and help people. Where it says, Jesus said this, it says, in verse 17, it says that, that or 16, it says that Jesus went to church as was his custom. So it has to be our custom to go to church. That's right. It has to be part of our daily or weekly life. Amen. And we only go to church, you know, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. So we went to church almost five, six, seven days a week. And on Sundays it was, we were from nine o'clock to, to midnight. We could be in church all day. So I, I had no problem with that, you know, and I learned to sleep in the pews and wake up when the preaching was over and, you know, or, or go to the altar call and fall asleep there at the prayer time or, or whatever. So, but, you know, so we grew up to go to church, but it became a custom and this is one of the most important things we can teach new believers. Make it a custom to go to church, to be found in God's house, yes. because that's where you're going to get that increase, that ability to multiply the knowledge, the understanding of God's word. So it says, he opened up the book of Isaiah and he said, the spirit of the Lord's upon me because he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book. And when I began to minister, I would close the book and say, that's it. And the Lord said, this is my assignment, but it's also your assignment. Yeah. It's what I've called you to do. Yeah. The same thing. In fact, all of my church is called to do this. Yeah. Each one of us can help fulfill this assignment of the Lord. Why? The Spirit of the Lord is upon us. He's anointed us, whether it's preaching, telling the good news to somebody, whether it's helping somebody get healed from being brokenhearted, preaching deliverance to somebody, or, or bringing recovery of sight to the blind, yeah. or telling somebody you're free, God has delivered you, set you free, or declaring the, the year of the Lord, which is basically the, the jubilee year of the Lord. Your sins are forgiven, your debts are paid, yeah. you're free to serve God, bringing the good news. And begin to tell our church people, I don't care if you just, you're a great cook, that's a ministry. You're, you're cleaner, that's a ministry. You sing, you play an instrument, great. You're, you teach kids. Everything has to be anointed by the Spirit of the Lord, yeah. and we go together and we fulfill the assignment of Jesus Christ, ministering to people and helping them. So praise God. Praise I pray it's been God. a blessing to people, and yes. I pray that people understand that God has an anointing for each one of us. He has a plan for us and a, and a will for us, and he wants to bless us that we can be a great blessing to other people. Praise, praise God. God. Pastor, if you would, please uh, say the closing prayer and then also uh, how to contact you again for the people. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for this time together. I pray, Lord, that each one that has listened, Lord, they've caught the voice of this Holy Spirit ministering to them, that word right to their heart, Lord, whether it's to give their life to Christ, whether it's to connect to their local church and their pastor, whether it's to press in and not give up or quit and fulfill the call of God in their life, whether it's to start giving of themselves and being a blessing to others, Lord, or whether it's knowing that they're anointed for for such a time as this, Lord, a last day's believer. That's who we are. I call them blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. People can get to Connect with us through our Facebook page, Abundant Living Church, 
or you can also get to us on our website, AbundantLivingChurch.tv, and we look forward to meeting people and helping people in any way we can. God bless you. Praise God. Thank you so much, Pastor. It's been an incredible blessing. Hopefully we can do this again sometime down the road. And it's really, I know, uh, been a great blessing to me. Praise if I was the only one that heard this, but I know many others are going to be blessed by this. And so thank you again for coming. Praise Lord. Thank you for the opportunity. It's been a great honor and privilege to be with you. Thank you. Well, folks, we love you all. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary, and he's coming back soon.